I'm going to read from 1 John chapter 1, verse 12. John 1, 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The song that they just sang really tells it all, surrender all. But we're glad that we have the word. We're thankful that we can come to the Lord, or the Lord can come to us. It's really what happens. And it's up to us whether we receive him or not. And we know that God's word tells us that he comes to all, everyone. There's not a one that's left out. So we're, we're thankful that we can look in his word and be encouraged. You might think, well, why are we having another sermon about salvation? I feel that salvation is the most important. Without it, there's no hope. And I, I could ask this evening, how many people want to go to heaven? I'm sure everyone would raise their hand. Well, we want to go, but we want to go, we want to know that we're right with God. And I'm, I know you feel the same way that I do. I'm very thankful for these meetings that we have here. I was even thinking earlier, I'm glad we have Tuesday night meeting. In these days, with all the problems that we have, and you've heard this mentioned many, many times, we actually need more church. We need all, all that we can get. Because I, I, don't, I don't think any of us will get, when we go in through heaven's gates, we'll say, I sure wished I hadn't gone to church so much. I think everybody will be wishing that it had gone more. So give us more, we say, and we, we, can, we can do things that will help us and pray. I'm glad that our church teaches us to pray. God pushes us there. And when we look to the Lord, we know that he looks down and he answers prayer. I hope you feel welcome. Hope that you come to this meeting and feel welcome. You, know, you notice on Sunday we have greeters outside these doors that greet people. And I hope they feel welcome when they come in this place. I hope they can feel the Spirit of God. And also on this last Sunday, I thought it was a very, very good day. We heard two powerful sermons about being saved Sunday morning was about enduring to the end.
And, and like we heard, what do we endure to? Well, we're, we're going to endure to the end so that we can make heaven our home. So, you know, it's, uh, I, I think lots of times it's, it's one thing to get saved, to be saved, but it's another thing to stay saved. Because the devil, the enemy of our soul, does everything that he can to distract us, to try and lead us off and tell us there's a better way. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be an easier way. But we know that serving the Lord is an easy way because we have him there to help us every step of the way. So to receive the Lord, it says here, but as many as received them, him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. When we come, when, when the Lord comes to us and we meet him with our arms open and receive him, he does something for us. He sees what's in our heart. He sees what we have need of. And so he gives us power to become the sons of God. And like we heard Sunday morning, you know, we don't want to fail the Lord. We want to endure to the very end. And God will help us. He has helped us. And why do we preach another sermon about salvation? Well, who knows? There might be someone here tonight that needs to be saved. Maybe there's someone watching over the Internet that needs to be saved. Or maybe somewhere down the road a long ways off, there might be someone that hears this. And says, That's just what I need. I think about my own life before I was saved. And sometimes it takes years for this to develop into something that comes to pass. Many, many times I thought about, I need to be saved. Because I had grown up around the apostolic faith, although we didn't have a church in in our part of town, in a little town called Waldron, Arkansas. Some of the folks know where that's at, maybe. Town of a, it was a town of about 1,500 people or so. But God, some way, somehow, got the message of apostolic faith to my grandma and grandpa. I'm told that he picked up a part of the apostolic faith paper back in Georgia. He told my grandma, he said, this is who we want to be like. I'm thankful for the apostolic faith papers that go out and and reach out to people. Who knows who will find them? Very, very important. So we receive the Lord. Uh, I'd just like to talk a little bit about, you know, testimonies are very interesting because sometimes you hear more of the story about just being saved, but you hear some of it in the beginning before all of that takes place. And like I said, for years I thought about, I need to be saved, but it took a long time for that to come to pass. And I, I after I got married, we had, had a child, lots of times I said, 
I need to go to church and get saved. But that Sunday had come and go, and that happened a lot. So in 1974, my grandmother invited us to, well, we actually went to Easter Sunday church. She invited us to come back the next Sunday. They were going to have special meetings for a week. I told her, I said, we'll be there. I didn't really know what to expect. But the next Sunday, we were there in that meeting. And before that, when the, at the end of that meeting, well, before it was over, I, I think we sat real close to the back. And of course, God, God can talk just as good to a person that sits in the back as he can on the front. As that sermon went forth, I heard about the coming of the Lord, and I realized for the first time that if I didn't do something, I was not going to make it. And I had thought about the coming of the Lord a lot of times. I wanted to make heaven my home. That Sunday morning got my attention. God was there, and sometimes I think, I'd like to feel that over again, but I don't want to, I don't want the sin part of it. But I like the Spirit of God that came that morning, invited me to that place that, to go and pray. And before the meeting was over, I turned to my wife and I said, you want to go pray? I don't know why. I knew I wanted to. We stepped out in the aisle and walked to the front kneeled down at the altar and prayed, God made a change. Wonderful change. I've never been sorry. I didn't know what would happen after that. And you think, all of life's just going to be wonderful. And I will say, before, before I was saved, I thought, well, if I get saved, all of my problems, I'll never have any more problems. I was thinking about that just this week. I thought, that wasn't God that told me that. That's the devil that tells us that. I realize in these days that I live in, the older I get, the more problems I seem to have, health problems and all kinds of other problems, but God helps me, helps me with all of those. I can say a prayer. Sometimes I lose something. I say a prayer. God help me to find that. There it is. So the Lord does wonderful, marvelous things for us. Like I said, it's one thing to get get saved, but it's another thing to stay saved. And, of course, when when we get saved, the Lord saves us. It, it just, it's the most wonderful thing that ever happens to us. It really is. It's, it, it's such a change that comes into our life. We don't have all of that baggage and all of that stuff that we had before. It's a new life. We were, I know in the first few months that we, we lived, well, the first four years we lived in Waldron and drove to Fort Smith 50 miles away just about every Sunday. We drove an hour to church and some people from the big city would say, oh, that's nothing. But it was for us. It was, it was a lot. But here we would go just about every Sunday. We're just thrilled to be there. Tell us more. We, we want all that you can give us. And, and God would give us 
the Lord would bless us over and over and over again, fill our cup till it would run over. You long for those kind of days? I do. I I long to have the blessing of the Lord to come down and fill my cup over and, and, and to say, Hallelujah, glory to God. They would come in and make such a wonderful change, and he'd, he'd fill us till we couldn't. And sometimes I've said, I can't stand anymore, Lord. It's enough. But God had been, we, we can't tell all, all that God's done for us. But, but he's, he's good. Better than we deserve. And we heard another sermon Sunday night. God's the answer. He really is. He's all that we need, and he's more than we expect. He does it all, and more too. And yet people are saying, I don't want that, I don't need it. But if they only knew, if they could try it one time, in fact, I've I've used this illustration, if you could just give them a shot of it, of the gospel, they'd say, give me another one. I'll take more of it. And you know, that's, that's really the way it is when we come to the Lord and he saves us and makes such a wonderful change. That God, give me more of that. He gives us peace like a river. Wonderful peace. I remember when the Lord saved me, I, I couldn't, the peace, I couldn't imagine how peaceful it was. It was like the war is over. So after we get saved, there is trials that comes our way. There are hard places, there's sorrow, there's lots of things, but God's a match for for all of that. I'd like to talk about Zacchaeus a little bit. 19th chapter of, of Luke, how the Lord passed by Behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was chief among the publicans, and he was rich, and he sought to see Jesus. What a marvelous thing it is when someone comes through those doors and and wants to see the Lord. And they, they seek to see the Lord. There's a hunger in their heart for something more than what they've had. But you know, the the pull of the world today is so powerful, really it is. It turns people's hearts that way. But if they would look to the Lord and hear and feel what he can do for them, they'd be saying, give me more. So Zacchaeus, I would like to know what what his thoughts were before he climbed up in that tree. Because it said that he sought to see the Lord. And he was a short man, we know. He run before, climbed up in the sycamore sea tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And as Jesus came by, he said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. I'd like to say, what happened from the tree down to the ground? 
the Lord, Zacchaeus received the Lord there, and, and Jesus said, Today salvation has come to this house. We're thankful that God can make a most wonderful change in a person's heart. If we look over in the book of Acts, Acts 9, talks about another man, about Saul. We know that Saul was pretty pretty set in his ways. Sounds like a lot, sounds like some of us, sounds like me before the Lord saved me. I was set in my ways. It says that he was breathing out threatenings, slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, and went to the high priest. It is almost, it was like, what can I do to catch these people that are serving the Lord? He'd take them to prison. God could see there was a man there that he could use if he could get his attention. And sometimes that's what God has to do is to really get our attention, to help us to realize where we're at, what we need. And we all, we need the Lord. We need more of the Lord. And so it says as he, as he journeyed, he came near to Damascus. Suddenly there shined Round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And I believe for any of us, if we saw a light from heaven like that, I believe it would, it would cause us to fall to the ground. He got Saul's attention. What a change there was in his attitude. And sometimes we see people, we say, they need, a, they need to have their attitude adjusted. Saul got his adjusted that day. Because after the Lord said, why persecutest thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? He said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It's hard for thee to get kicked against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will you have me to do? How wonderful is that? Well, he changed just like that. It wasn't, what can I do? He said, Lord, what will you have me to do? And I think that's the way it is. When we, when we receive the Lord into our life, when God comes our way and we thought, what can I do, Lord? What would you have me to do? the right spirit. And so we know that, Lord, that Saul was a changed man that day. But let's go back and look at one, the 19th chapter of Matthew, 16th verse, Matthew nineteen sixteen. A rich young man, and we've heard these stories before, but I think he came to the Lord asking the right questions. And there's people that come here sometimes asking the right questions, but do they really want to know the answer to those questions? This man seemed like he did. But he said, what good thing may I, 
may I do to have eternal life? And that, that's a, a legitimate question. And so the Lord told him, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. He says, I've kept all of these from my youth up. But he said, what like I yet? The human part of us says, there must be more to life than I'm experiencing here before we're saved, for sure. There's got to be something else. There's more to life than just what I see. And there is. There's Jesus. There's a life to come after this. And this young man knew there was more to that, but how does he get there? The Lord told him, if you sell all that you've got, come and follow me. That was a good a good answer. But it says that he turned and he walked away sorrowfully. Just when I read that it it breaks my heart. He turned away and he was sorrowful. Oh, what could he have had? Eternal life over and over and glory of the Lord forever and ever. And he turned it away. So if we turn to the Lord, let's receive him. And when we're saved, when, when, when the Lord saves us, what then? Well, there's a whole lot that comes after that. We come to church, just like we're doing here tonight. We come to church. Sometimes we watch it online. We attend prayer meeting. Sometimes we have prayer meeting here, and I think prayer meeting is very, very important. We may not always be be able to be be here, but it's still important. But we know that the end is coming, and we want to be ready. God help us, help us to be ready for the coming of the Lord. It could happen at any moment, and tonight I would ask. You know, don't raise your hand. But is there anyone here that needs to be saved? Anyone? Is there anyone here that would like to have their deeper experiences to be sanctified? To be filled with God's power? Anyone here tonight having struggles? Sometimes I think of that song, I must tell Jesus. All of my struggles. But the Lord can help us. And tonight he can. We're going to have time to pray. We're going to have a time that we can kneel on our knees and look to the Lord and ask him to come in and help us with whatever 
we might need help with. And he will. We're going to sing 328 and the altar prayer is open. God bless you.